Hi, this is Sam Lagana with the Los Angeles Rams. Who's house? You're listening to the Los Angeles Rams UK Podcast. Undenied worldwide, the Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go Rams! Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the LA Rams UK Podcast. When will we stop giving the number of the podcasts in our first part of the intro? We'll, we'll come on to that another time. But it's Chris here. Uh, I'll be your host this week. So week one is in the books uh, and a good but tough 2017 win versus the Cowboys in our brand new SoFi Stadium, which looked absolutely fabulous from what I could see. Um, so we will discuss, obviously, the game in, in more detail shortly. Uh, as well as obviously going over any news that's that's come off the back of that game and stuff potentially that we didn't cover off in the last pod. Uh, We'll discuss the predictions that we gave, obviously, for the six Sky Sports games that we have, obviously, over here in the UK. We'll we'll go over the results of those, and, oh, yes, we will go over the results of those. Um, Look forward to next week's game at the Eagles. Obviously, what we think the game's going to look like and and our potential predictions for that. Look at the five games that are on Sky this week and, and... We'll go through everybody involved with what their picks are for that. And then finally, as we always do, go over the questions that we are very much appreciative on Facebook and Twitter. So helping me to do all this this week and break it all down, we have Jordan. How are you, my friend? Yeah, not bad, thanks. And his fellow North of the Border compatriot, we have Rob back. How are we, Rob? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So Aaron and the Godfather Tony are having a week's rest um, after the late night we obviously had over in the UK watching the game into the small hours of Monday morning. So, gentlemen, we might as well start there. Jordan, how did you feel to have some proper competitive football back on the TV? Yeah, it's uh, been a while, obviously, so no, it, was, it was great to have it back and even better to, to start off with a win. So, um, it's kind of... For the first half, anyway, it was it was looking kind of well. Suppose for all the game, it was kind of back and forth. Um, first half, the the defense didn't play particularly well, but the second half, they were you know they were lights out. Um, they really picked up at half time. So whatever they whatever they done there was was you know probably got us the win because second half as well, the the offense kind of stuttered a little bit. Was pretty pretty conservative overall. I think McVeigh's kind of touched on that, and he's press conferences since um, you know kind of passing wise anyway we were obviously throwing a lot of screens and, and shorter passes but at the end of the day it got the job done so you, you can't complain too much and on to the next one Rob what were your thoughts? Yeah you know it was just exciting again just to get to get back to some real life football wasn't it? Um, I, I agree with what Jordan said there you know I think the, the start of the game you know the, the two offences were on top um, I think thankfully for us, I think, you know, going into the second half, I think your defence came more into the game and began to slow Dallas. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it was really nice just to get back to things. And as I say, just to see that stadium is just breathtaking as well, isn't it? As I say, um, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you've, you've watched it kind of being built and, and, and kind of coming together and to, to see it, unfortunately, you know, without a crowd in it, but just to, to see it and see it getting used was just breathtaking. I'd have been quite intrigued to know what plans they had actually had that they that we maybe weren't aware of if people were going to be in the stadium it would be interesting to know what they were actually going to do as a bit of a, a big un, un, unveiling and all that kind of thing but no it was it was great to see some football in there and that's what it was built for um, and that's, so it's, it's good to see that in there and, and I, I agree with what we both said I think Maybe if we've seen one of the coordinators earning his crust early on by, by giving the giving the defence a good shake-up at half-time, potentially, and, and that's what he's there to be paid to do, isn't it? It's pick the players, but also pick the players up as well. So um, I think that definitely showed. And in relation to sort of standout performances, I've, I've got a couple of names written down here that potentially you can you can pick up on, on gents. So, Rob, first couple I've got on here, if we stick to the offence I've, I've put potentially Goff and Brown potentially as the two sort of standouts for me yeah I think you know you, you actually look at the, the offence I mean the offence started and it was flying wasn't it I mean really the yeah, I know you haven't mentioned Robert Woods but really the first drive was, was Goff and the Robert Woods show mm. 
was, um, but uh, I, again, after that, I liked you know golf spreading the ball around, and certainly you know M- Malcolm Brown looked to be tasty in the running game early as well, and uh, the, the offense certainly came out firing. And as Jordan said, it was more dink dunk screens. You know, I think they were very aware of Dallas's you know potential to rush the passer. Um, you know, having guys like, like Alden Smith down on the line there and Everson Griffin. You know, there was a real danger. You know, th- these guys could get to the quarterback and early um, and leave golf a bit shell shock. So I think the plan coming out was to offset that pressure quickly, you know, with some screens and some dinks and dunks. Well, I was watching that. I think it was actually, obviously, as everybody's well aware, we've now got the, the NFL channel in the UK and I was watching a bit of Good Morning Football and they were actually showing on there how quickly Goff was getting the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And it was within about one and a half seconds of the snap which they were saying was definitely quicker than he's done it before. And I think it's exactly for what you said. It was a, a confidence boost first half, wasn't it, to the fact of, right, let's get the ball out of your hands into the receiver's hands to actually move move the ball. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan, did you see that as well? Did you see anybody else apart from potentially Goff and, and the Woodshow and obviously Brown as well? Um. No, I mean, obviously you had that one Van Jefferson catch down the sideline, which was a perfect throw, perfect catch. No need for a push-off there to, to catch that one. Um, in terms of the offence, you know, Cooper Cup wasn't involved as much, but, you know, still four catches, 40 yards for him. Higby had a couple of big plays as well. Um, but for the most part, it was, you know, Brown on the ground, Woods through the air. Um you know, obviously, we, we kind of touched on how the, the running game was going to work out. Cam Akers maybe just knocking the, the rust off. Obviously, no preseason or anything. So he was, you know, his first game in the NFL is a big step up from, from mm-hmm. college football. So he just wasn't quite finding the space. Um, but there's still some, you know, nice nice moments. So it's going to come, I think it? I, yeah, it's, it's going to come over time. Um it's a good defense as well that he was he was facing, so it's not exactly easy for your first first shot. So um, I think that'll be that you'll pick up on that. And that's it. And I think that you were very well. Excuse me, you were facing a very different Dallas than potentially before with them. Obviously, having a new head coach as well. So to obviously go against that, you're obviously against the Jason Garrett previously, and then obviously with, with Mike McCarthy now, it's you were facing up to a completely different team potentially than you'd seen before. So. If we go on to the other side of the ball, uh, Jordan, who were your picks, obviously, in, in the defence side? Well, I think if anybody's been on you know, Twitter or anything, they've basically seen Aaron Donald, <laughs> as uh, Brian Baldinger called him, the wrecking ball. Um, <laughs> you know, he was all over the place. He, there was the, the one play where he basically pushes one Dallas offensive line into the other one, knocks them both down, and then like, knocks down. Like playing Skittles, isn't it? Yeah, knocks down Dak Prescott after it. So you know he was obviously the main threat on the on the defensive line. Um, like the one where he picked up Ezekiel Elliott and just threw him to the floor. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> um, you had Jalen Ramsey, the big pass breakup on uh, Mary Cooper, kind of midway through the second half I think that was that was a huge play and then I think probably the biggest surprise was was Jordan Fuller the, yeah. the rookie sixth rounder um, you know he had led the team in, in total tackles and had that absolutely massive fourth down stop that, that probably potentially won the game um, because you know obviously Dallas were Dallas were going for it they could have easily well, it's well within Greg the Legs range. You know, it was it would have been about thirty yarder or something like that. Um, so you know, for him to get that stop on CD Lamb was was absolutely huge and mm. momentum swing right back to to the Rams. Yeah, and just a, a bit of a shout on to Greg the Leg. It's, it's I read myself on Twitter today and I kind of had the same feeling. It was quite strange to be happy when he missed one, and it felt oh sorry about sorry about that, Greg. But you're not on our team anymore, mate. Sorry. <laughs> It was a bit strange. Um, Rob, I know that you were mentioning, we've had some obviously chats away from the pod about Fuller as well, and you mentioned about him, but also obviously in relation to rap as well and potentially where that's going to fit up. 
that, that's the thing, yeah. Um, with, you know, with Jordan Fuller, you know, they've, they've had a good look at him, certainly, you know, uh, in pre-season. And, uh, and I think they've liked what they've saw since they drafted this guy. I think he did enough in pre-season, you know, that obviously with um, Taylor Rapp dealing with the knee injury, um, they, they felt this guy could actually just come in and start that first game. Um, and albeit that Rapp was able to play, um, they just felt this guy was a bit more up to speed on the system, you know, with Rapp having missed most of the, the, the pre-season with that knee injury. And it, it was a revelation. You know, he really was. I, I just watched him flying around um, for, you know, most of the first half. And he, he looked very aware, you know, for, a, for a, 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 a young rookie, you know, starting his first NFL game. Um, so he did and as, as I say as Jordan rightly said you know the, the big tackle at the end I think just summed off a great performance for him you know so it did yeah. another guy I wanted to mention as well though Chris just while I'm quickly on that is Please Mitch do. Kaiser yep Mitch Kaiser um, I, again I agree with what you said Jordan Aaron Donald was a, was a wrecking ball on the machine um, the stats on Aaron Donald just don't do, do him justice you know you've got to see that guy in action just now uh, again I've said previously you're watching Hall of Fame material um, he just looks unblockable and just a wrecking ball but going back to previously what I said there Mitch Kaiser was a standout for me as well um, again I don't think he did anything spectacular but he was consistent in the middle of that park and I know the Rams were big and very high on him last year and hoping to see more of him last year and then the injury in pre-season stopped that from happening um, but again you know he's, he's the guy that he, he almost reminds me of you know James Laranitis you know he, 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 he kind of almost stands in there my, my hair stood on end when you said that. He was one of my favourite players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we haven't had a, a run stuffer in the middle of that defence for a little while. And no disrespect to the guys we've had, but this guy looks as if he can stand there and stand up a running back. You know, I think he actually had six tackles on the night um, uh, and one assist. And again, you know, for a guy that's, you know, that's really, you know, starting for the first time really on that team, again, he was one of the real standouts for me. And that was going to be one of my next points in, in relation to how do you think the rookies actually stood up and, and, and shown themselves? Obviously, we've, we've followed there. Do you, Jordan, do you see any other the rookies? We've obviously mentioned Jefferson and, 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 and Cam Akers. Do you think they've all sort of showed us more than what we thought they were going to show? Well, certainly in Fuller's case, it was a bit, bit just a surprise overall that he, he started. I think he played like 98% of the snaps or something like that, which... I doubt many people would have been fully expecting. I suppose you could count Micah Kaiser as a bit of a, a rookie, considering it was his first first, first start season. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, I think he, he first half he maybe missed some tackles. You know, the the Elliot the, the Elliot receiving touchdown was a bit of an embarrassment, to be honest. Um, wasn't just him at fault. You know, John Johnson overran it. Um, Fuller might have overran it as well, and there was one more. There was like four defenders that completely overran him on the sideline. Um, but you know, the second half, obviously, you can't can't fault the performance at all. Um, and then offensive side, you know, we saw that one catch from Jefferson, and we've kind of touched on touched on uh, Acres, but I think that was kind of all you got out of the rookies, which for week one still pretty promising because yeah. you know first game, no preseason or anything. So I think we 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 done well with the rookie class. Yeah, and I think that the, the Jefferson one for me definitely uh, shows the promise to the fact that he, there was no push-off, it was straight into his hand. Yes, great pass from Goff, but the potential there is could be frightening, really. Rob, you got anything to add to that? Um, no, just uh, again, just a little bit on, on, on Mitch Kaiser again. I'm very high in this guy, as you can probably tell. Is, um, is this is this going to be like a love affair, like Tony's with, with Cooper? Well, he's got his own, he's got his own wee nickname. He's calling him Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can Absolutely. feel, yeah. I can feel a jersey being ordered here. A bromance coming in there. But, uh, <laughs> um, no, as I say, I, again, he just, it just, he had that memory for me of a guy that can stand in there. And as I say, they were high on him last year. Um, I think, as you said, Jordan, you know, he, he was a little bit hit, you know, particularly down at the goal line there. But, I, but what I liked about the defense and what I liked about, about what I saw from Brandon Staley was, as the game went on, you know, I, I got the impression that we, we started to adapt defensively to what we were actually seeing and what we were facing and 
and that's a, a great trait for any young defensive coordinator. You know, it's like, okay, they're hitting us here, they're hitting us here. But where do we change? Where do we adapt? You know, and, and how and how do we stop what they're actually throwing at us? You've got to remember, Dallas are a very strong offensive team. And as I say, going into that second half, they had, they had saw enough, they made adjustments. Um, and again, that, that, that was very, very heartening, you know, and maybe something we weren't particularly great at last year, you know, when we were getting blown out. And I think that sense, as much as, yes, Wade Phillips, absolute genius of the game, but he was very rigid in what he did. So mm-hmm. to have that fluidity yep. and have that being able to change during a game is what you have to do now in this league. Absolutely. So I think Absolutely. that was that was one of the when when Wade Phillips got let go. It was one of the things I can't remember what reporter actually said that could have been Charles Robinson. Just off the top of my head, it may may or may not have been him, but you know one of the kind of reasons for them letting him go was that it was kind of he was going to play his defense the way he wanted to play it. It wasn't necessarily going for the matchups, which I think is what we saw, um, you know, that this week, you know, that I think the the defense was built around what Will Dallas trying to do is rather than just saying, okay, we've got good players, we're just going to play defense our way, and it'll, it'll work hopefully, um, because you know I was read, we, we didn't really play a lot of man coverage. It was a lot of zone because they had three good receivers. They've got, you know. Their tight end obviously went down quite early on, um, but they obviously had Elliot as well. So I think I think we saw the start of hopefully, you know, game planning for the other the other team, which is something that we've maybe not saw the last few years. And excuse me for being naive, but is that not why you watch the film during the week? Yeah, no, no I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, but I know I'm not saying that none of the Wade Phillips defense was built around the. Yeah. The other, the other team that we were playing, but you know that was certainly one of the things that I read when he when he was let go. Yeah, and that that can only be a positive, can't it? But to sort of like I say, and as I said earlier, that that one's now in the books and good to get the first W on the board. Good to obviously and very very briefly, we'll, we'll just say stadium looks phenomenal. But how good did the uniforms look, gents? I'm I'm quite a fan of the bone, if I'm honest. Yourselves? Or are you more sticking to the the normal colours? No, I was a, a fan of them when I first saw them. I thought they, they looked great, and kind of like we we kind of spoke about on the the podcast for the uniforms a while back now. But you know, it's almost like they were designed for TV. If you like, because mm. I mean the. The helmet, the colour on the helmet was like, you know, it's really popping on the on the, the TV yeah, screen. Yeah. So I think it's obviously something that they've looked at and, and with the way they've modernised it. But it'll be interesting to see. I think we're wearing the bone uniforms again this week and then week three will be the first time we see the, the blue. The blue, yeah. Okay, so Jordan, you briefly mentioned it on potential press conferences and things that have come out uh, following the game as... What other things that, well, suppose we should actually go towards what's one thing that potentially wasn't discussed on last week's pod, but actually happened slightly after that, was Cooper Cup's contract. Rob, are we happy that's now done? Yes, yeah, I, I think I am. Um, it's, you know, it's slightly concerning where we're getting all the money from at the moment. <laughs> Um, but you know, isn't it? Um, but it's it's never it's never a bad thing when you can you can tie down a guy like Cooper Cup for another three years. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, you, you just wonder, you know, what's going to have to give on the other side. You know, we're we're going to have you know potentially you know some some big guys like you know like like John Johnson, you know, coming to the end of his his, his contract at the end of the season, and you know, are, are some of these guys going to unfortunately be sacrificed? You know, after all this money's gone out on the likes of Ramsey and Cooper. Up. But uh, to, to be honest with you, I think it was going to take a figure like that to to, to tie this guy down. Um, and I think he's worth every penny of it. Um, so yeah, ha- happy with that, as I say. But um, financially, as I say, it's it's going to be difficult again. I think at the end of the season, when um, you know contracts start to run out again on us. Jordan, I, I, well, I know for a fact you weren't as happy as Tony about it, but are you glad it's done? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's probably been as productive as anybody, and just about in the league um, since he's come in. You know, especially for a third rounder as well, guy out of the low levels of college football. Um, 
you know, heard about how uh, you know you've always heard Les Need saying when he when he ran a slow time at the combine, they almost you know celebrated in the stadium because he knew he was going <laughs> to potentially fall into his lap to pick him. And it's you know it's has had a couple of injuries, unfortunately. But you know we we obviously missed him in the the latter part of the 2018 season. But you know you, you look at the, what we saw out of him at, at the London game last year, and that's just the, yeah. the things that he can do. So. It's great that you've got him for three more years. It'll take him to unbelievable. It'll take him to when he's thirty, um, because he was a quite an old rookie um, by the time he came into the league. Because he played all these years at, at college, he didn't uh, come into the league early like like some people do. So um, you know, it's it's you know one of your foundation pieces for the next few years anyway. And what else have we heard coming out of the? Sort of out of the franchise since since the game against the Cowboys. Have we heard any other rumblings? Have we are we worried? Are any injuries have picked up, Jordan? Have you heard anything at all? Don't think I've really heard any injuries. I think McVeigh said everybody came out quite clean. Nobody's going to have their practice, um, you know, changed in any way this week. Staying on Cooper Cup, but it looks like he's going to remain the punt return. Um, man, which is something that I'm not overly overly keen on, if I'm being honest. But no. they know they know better than me. But I think when <laughs> when you've got just invested forty eight million dollars into someone, I don't really want them taking, taking any unnecessary hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there was that, and then not out of the franchise necessarily, but out of reporters. I think it was Jay Glazer. Then the, they're looking to do Robert Woods' extension next, which was uh an interesting one, you know, wasn't you know, obviously like I've said there's been a lot of money spent just now. You're you're kinda again, I'm not pretending to know how the cap works. I know obviously the Ramsey deal brought the cap down for this year, which is how they got the cup deal done. But, you know, the the if Woods is going to look to be extended, it'll probably be a pay rise for him as well. So it's I'll leave them to work out the magic of the cap. But that was the, the next one that apparently is going to get done. I think I've said it before. I, I don't know how they work it out I I don't understand it at all at all I really just don't and how they can move money about and they're very very clever people and I'm glad they know what they're doing put it that way <laughs> Rob have you heard anything at all or are we all happy and, and ready and raring to go do you think yeah there was one one small injury came out of the game uh, Gerald Everett had left the game with a back injury um, so I had and a little bit I've been able to find um, and read on it um, McVeigh has said that it's nothing substantial um, so it doesn't look like he's going to miss any playing time that was the only kind of thing that came from the game so it was or kind of after it certainly Good and that is what we want to hear isn't it? And obviously week one you don't know because there's been no I know you, a lot of the starters for the Rams haven't played in pre-season games for a while but there could be those niggling muscle injuries potentially sometimes, aren't there, with the first one when you're actually getting to the real action. So it's good that everybody came out of it clean. So what we will go on to now, and I think Jordan will like this bit, we'll look at the results of what everybody's predictions were for the six Sky games for last week. So people obviously listening in the US, obviously there you have six live games on Sky Sports to the, from Thursday Night Football through to Monday Night Football. Uh, so we had six games on, on last week and we all chose our, our picks. Um, so Tony didn't want me to mention it, but he got two out of the six. So he, he picked the Kansas City and obviously ourselves to win. Uh, we then had, oh, Rob, you, you were the next one on there, unfortunately, uh, mm. with the four. Uh, then Tom... And Aaron had five. Um, how many? How many did you get, Jordan? Um, uh, you need to use two hands to get how many I got, right? Um, six. Oh, guess what? I got six too. Oh, no! And NFL geniuses, I think that we are now called. Is, is that pretty much how it is? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> No, so we're going to be doing this as we go all the way through the season, so that it changes week on week. So obviously last week it was a it was a pick six. This week it's a, a sky five. Um, I'm probably stealing marketing from, from Sky and probably going to get in trouble for it, but I'm I'm using it. So there we go. Um, so we will go through those predictions further on uh, in a couple of moments' times. What we've discussed the Eagles. Um, so Rob, 
what are we expecting from the Philadelphia Eagles? We are expecting a beat-up offensive line. Um, I don't know how much anybody, uh, any of you has saw the, the, the week one game against uh, the, the Washington football team. And, uh, Which still sounds odd, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, it's a change, isn't it? It's a change. <laughs> Um, but uh, certainly, you know, they, 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 they took off in that game and were actually leading that game 17-0. And, uh, and then Washington were able to, to fight their way back into that game and actually win that game. Um, but as I say, I think the, the, the big thing, the big issue just now with uh, the Eagles, uh, again, you know, is, is injuries. And I know that's something that's plagued them the last couple of seasons. Uh, the offensive line is particularly beat up just now. They had lost two starters and they had a third starter coming in to the game questionable um, who did try to play and I believe had to actually leave the game. I think Carson Wentz was sacked, you know, a, a, a great deal of times. I think it was something like six or eight sacks as the game began to slip away from him. And slip away from them in the second half and as I say they, they, he then found himself in a position where they were trying to get back in the game having to force some throws and he was picked off a couple of times as well mm. uh, but, but I, I think looking at them as I say the offensive line away just now you know they, they are still a dangerous team of course you know Carson Wentz is fit just now certainly looks fit and mobile um, and you know they, they have weapons you know all over that offence um, the, the the ones that kind of stand out to me, you know, guys like um, uh, Deshaun Jackson, you know, can still burn you deep. Um, one of the one of the better tight ends in the game, Zach Ertz, you know, a, a very consistent pass catcher for them. Um, as I say, I think they're, they're going with the second year guy on the ground. Um, his name just escapes me. Boston Scott. That's the very guy, yeah. As I say, I think he had a, he'd, he'd a decent first game, so he had. Um, but again, nothing spectacular. Um, again, I, I think a couple of guys, um, uh, Goddard and uh, Ward, uh, pulled in the kind of majority of the, the passes for them. Um, I think uh, Dallas Goddard um, had eight for 101 yards and one touchdown. Um, Ward had five uh, pulled in five for 31 yards. So a, a, a team that can certainly pull you know, put up points on you. Um, and as I say, on the defence, again, you know, there's a number of stars on the defence. Um, the, the guys that kind of stand out to me as well, I mean, a, a very decent, um, you know, uh, defensive line. It's, uh, you know, right away you're looking at guys like uh, like Brandon Graham, you know, again, one of the veterans on the team, you know, very tasty because he's going to get after golf. Um, the, the standout guy, you know, the tackles, Fletcher Cox. Um, potentially one of the better you know, defensive tackles in the league. Uh, so is um, I, I, you go a little bit further back, you know. You, again, you've got you know a really decent secondary. Um, probably Dar- Darius Slay maybe the standout guy. Um, and again, an old friend of ours, um, Rodney McLeod. As I say, uh, maybe, maybe not just as sharp as he once was, but still a very decent um, uh, safety back there. So I, I think you know a, a team that's maybe you know. Three, four years removed from winning the Super Bowl, but I think still very handy, but certainly hurting on that offensive line at the moment. Wasn't expecting you to be that that brief, Rob. Nah, thought <laughs> <laughs> I'd give you a break. <laughs> Jordan, anything to add? Well, they'll be getting one of the one of the starters in the offensive line will be coming back. Uh, Lane, Lane Johnson, he's he's going to be back by the looks of it, and uh, Miles Sanders is going to be back as well. Uh, he's the he's their main running back who was injured last week as well. So I'll be surprised if they play as bad as they did um, in that second half against Washington. But you know the the signs for ourselves were pretty good. You know when you look at it, especially eight sacks. Um, on Wentz, that's you know Aaron Donald's got to be licking his lips, you know, looking at that. So I'm sure, I'm sure defensively we'll be hoping to get after them. Um, and you know, offensively, you know, it's McVeigh obviously kind of dealt with him when he was at uh, Washington as the as the coordinator. So I'm sure he he kind of knows knows a bit about them that that side as well, how to scheme them, but. It's a team that have had the Rams number under McVeigh, having said that. You know, they've beat us a couple of times, both in LA. So it's it's still gonna be a tough game, but it's certainly looking less tough than it, it was before the season started, before week one anyway. Mm. And exactly that. It was one of them and I 
think even in, and we'll, we'll go on to it, but I think I even we, our predictions article, I may have even picked this one as, as a loss and because looking at it before the season actually started, you were expecting these obviously these guys to obviously come out popping, but I think, and I, I don't know, this is a, a question to you, but a, an observation: Will there always be when we play the Eagles if Carson Wentz is on the other side of the football that debate and comparison between him and golf because they came out of the same draft class? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think coming out of the same draft class, you know, there's always there's always going to be, be that debate. Um, me personally, I, I, I if, 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 if I was choosing in that draft, you know, with the first pick that we had. Um, looking at the two quarterbacks now, I'd be very comfortable with their pick. Um, I, I've always said I think there's a lot more to come from golf, and, and I'll take a fit and healthy golf over, unfortunately, a guy like Carson Wentz who struggled to stay on the park. Mm. Jordan? Yeah, I think the media is always going to play on that because it's, yeah. it's an easy storyline. Um, I think they've actually already tried that. Wentz has just kind of said... Their friends and they, they they text each other now and again. So no, he's don't. obviously trying to, <laughs> to you know play it down, but it's something they'll never get away from as long as they're both in the league. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose we could just give Jared a very very quick shout out to the fact that he is now our fifth or fifth on the list for most passing yards in the franchise, which I think is taking over Mr. Warner. Um, so that's a pretty good. Um, accolade for him I think as well and shows that what he's actually done in the franchise in actually 55 games so he's, I mean it's still a short career I suppose Yeah I think he's only I think he's only played two more than, than Warner so it's you know it's mm. kind of when you consider how high powered that offence that Kurt Warner played in was you know it's no, no mean feat I think he's probably thrown a lot less uh touchdowns but I think he's also thrown a lot less interceptions so you know we've kind, of, we've kind of spoke about it previously I think he gets a lot of stick that's unnecessary and not deserved but you know it's, it's something he's going to have to deal with unfortunately um, it was a good good start to his season obviously through the pick um, at, against Dallas but you know he was mid decapitation when he was getting when yeah. he was throwing that ball so you know it's something that if you, if you dislike him you're not going to let him off with that, but if you do like him, you'll probably let him off with it because he was he couldn't actually see where he was throwing the ball. So, no, uh, you know, well, we're, we're not we're not that kind of a franchise to complain about calls. We'll <laughs> leave that to those franchises that are in the south. <laughs> okay, so we obviously all did our picks on the article. Please head over to the website and have a look at that article to see what you. You, uh, you think we are thinking for the rest of the season, but as I mentioned earlier, I did pick a loss for this one. Wondering how to change my mind, but I'll, Jordan, I'll let, I'll let you take first one. On, how do you think it's going to look? No, I picked a loss as well. So I thought it would be, you know, the next two games are on the East Coast, um, and as well uh, another interesting little bit is I, I don't know whether they're not allowed to. But obviously the plan would have been to stay out. Yeah, they're not. Two no, weeks. Yeah. They're either not allowed to, or they've decided against it because I think they would have basically been confined to their hotel rooms, yeah. which you know probably isn't isn't great for two weeks. So um, they're going to be travelling back and forth um, to LA, obviously Philly, and then Buffalo the week after. So um, it's just another interesting note. But yeah, no, I picked a loss for this one. Um, I thought it'd be a tough tough couple of weeks but I'm going to I obviously can't change that prediction from the article that's set in stone but I'm going to pick a win um, just basically based on both teams performances to be honest um, in week one as a, I don't you know the Eagles were not impressive at all and I think the Rams overall were pretty impressive yeah Rob yeah I'm, I'm the same I had, I had picked a loss here but it's saying oh, for crying out loud <laughs> <laughs> I, I, looking at it at the start, guys, I don't think anybody fancied a fit Eagles team at home. I think that they're, they're, just now they're a match for anybody if they're, if they're fitting well. Um, but knowing what we know now about the, the issues on the line and certainly looking at how well we played against a stronger team in that first game, I have a lot more confidence going into this game. But yeah, initially I had, had this down for a loss as well. 
Yeah, and I, as I say, and I think well, says great, so that we all we all had a loss for this one, but I I don't think like I think it was Jordan. I don't think they're going to play as bad as they did in the first game. I think they will rectify some of their issues that they potentially had. So I don't think it, we're going to go in there and blow them away. I think we could see if we do get the win on this one. I think it's going to be in a very similar uh, ilk to the the Cowboys game, where we're going to obviously have to grind it out and. I'd like to say that we may grind that out onto our side, but I think it's definitely going to be a close one, which could come down to the final couple of minutes, which which obviously this one did this week as well. So that's the, the predictions and, and obviously looking at that one. So like I said earlier, we've got the five games, or the Sky Five, as I like to call it, um, live on Sky Sports starting tomorrow evening. So obviously recording this on Wednesday, tomorrow evening for the Thursday Night Football. So we've asked everybody for their predictions for this week so the live games that we've got on are the Bengals versus the Browns uh, for Thursday Night Football then we've got Vikings, Colts Ravens, Texans Sunday Night Football is Patriots Seahawks and Monday Night Football is the Saints versus the Raiders so I will go over the other people's later on but Rob would you, can you remember yours or do you want me to tell you what you said? Um, I think I can remember. If you, if you get <laughs> the games, I'll tell you. So, Bengals-Browns. Bengals-Browns. I, I took the Bengals on that, so I did, and quickly the reason why. Um, if you look at the Bengals' first game there um, against the Chargers, um, you know they, they actually drove down at the end of the game and, and put themselves in a position to kick a, a game-time field goal right at the end. Um, subsequently, the kicker came out and missed it. Um, but I, I, I think you know the, the, the Browns look capable of losing to anybody, and I think after a close loss like that, I think the Bengals could come back firing in this one. Was it me? And this is just off topic, but, but there was a lot of missed kicks again this this first weekend around the NFL. It seemed kicking seems to have definitely taken a nosedive across the league, or is that just me noticing it a little bit more? Well, obviously, our, our rookie um, uh, Sloman missed, did certainly missed the first kick. You know, well, I think... he, he, he tried to break the post. Yes, I can't say I saw many in the highlights I watched after that, but certainly I did hear about that one, you know, the Bengals had, which was a bit of a heartbreaker. Uh, Vikings, Colts, who you got? Uh, I've got the Vikings on that. Um, I think the Colts lost Marion Mack, uh, their running back. Um, but even even with Marion Mack, I think the Vikings would just be a little bit too strong for them. Um, the, the Vikings, um, you know, did lose to, to the, the Packers here in the first game, but I think that's a decent Vikings team, and I think maybe just a little stronger than the Colts. So Ravens, Texans. Um, I, the Ravens showed their dominance again, didn't they? In that that, that first uh, week yeah. one win, um, I would. Ha- I, I don't think many of us would pick the, the Ravens to lose that game. No, uh, the Patriots, or the, shall we call them now, the Cam Patriots versus the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks simply because they are at home. Um, again, I watched that game on Sunday. They look very good. Um, I think they're going to be a force again this year. Um, and I just think they may have a little bit too much for the Patriots at home. And then finally, the Saints versus, or shall we say, at the new Las Vegas Raiders. I, I, I think the Raiders are coming. With all those first-round picks, etc., that they were added, I think that the Raiders are coming. I don't think they're going to be quite there yet. I think David Carr will improve, though. So he will. Um, but uh, certainly going to take the Saints in that. I know they lost Michael Thomas, but I think they're still just that stronger team. The two. OK. Jordan, so for the first game, you have gone for? Browns. Browns. Second game, you've gone for. I think I'm the only one to take them, but I've went the Colts this one. Yeah. I was I was there and thereabouts. I couldn't make my mind up because I watched a bit of their game and obviously Rivers is now on in there and I yeah I was I was mixed on that one. I think it's straight across the board. Next game. Next two games across the board: Ravens, Seahawks. Yeah, and then finally you've gone for. Well, I'm just going to say, I've just noticed that Aaron's put Oakland um, on this. He's living yeah, in the Yeah, I didn't notice that, yeah. As, as, is, uh, as is Rob by saying David Carr, who is Derek's <laughs> brother. Uh, Derek being the quarterback of the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to pick that up. You're a bad man. I, I knew it was a D, you know. <laughs> um, but 
I've, I've, <laughs> went, I've went since. <laughs> He's been giving you some grief tonight, hasn't he? He's telling me a lot. So I've gone for the Browns. I think those two teams are, well, I'm probably speaking potentially out term, but they're probably the two lower teams within the league, within the whole league where, where how it's been picked up, obviously on the Thursday night football, I'm not quite sure, but that's not for me to choose. But I think the Browns need to do something quickly or the franchise is just going to deplete. Um, I've seen that they are shopping Odell Beckham. So we'll see what happens with there and, and, and how that goes around the franchise. If, if that gentleman doesn't seem to be happy or something's going to be happening around him, then you don't know what's going to turn up. But I think they may come out of that one against the Bengals. Um, I've gone for the Vikings, the Ravens, Seahawks, and then the Saints as well. And I think it'll be an interesting one. Obviously, they're, the the Raiders are opening their brand new stadium, but I, I do think the Saints will probably be too, too strong for them, even without Thomas. I think they've got enough weapons um, to be able to, to look at that. And, we will see what happens and we will report back on the podcast next week to, to see if me and Jordan will probably will be still top of the table. Um, so, Jordan, <laughs> what questions have we got that's come across on the socials? Um, got a few on, on Twitter, first of all. Um, so, first one from Nick. Are we going to see Brandon Staley get creative to utilise rap more or is it going to have to wait for his snaps with Jordan Fuller playing 99% of snaps in week one? Um, so, I mean, we've, we've, we've kind of touched on this, I suppose, but um, I think we might actually see some more of Taylor rap this week just because we've got a couple of good tight ends that we're going to be facing this week and Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. So, I think you're going to need more more coverage guys out there, and um, Kaiser's not necessarily the coverage guys. More, you know, potentially the the run stuffer. So I think you're going to need someone else in there alongside them. So I think we might see a bit more Taylor Rap this week. Um, personally, I don't know if MD's got anything else to add, uh, Rob. Um, no, very much what you said. You know, it, it could potentially turn into you know a, a great problem to have. Um, hopefully, Fuller continues to to progress and play as well as he did in that first game. Um, we, you know, the whole the whole league now uses all these sub packages on defense. Um, you know, bringing linebackers out, bringing safeties on. So um, again, I think it's going to be a luxury to have them both. Yeah, because um, a few there's a few questions kind of. On the, the running back situation, so I've got uh, two Daniels actually, just kind of, you know, saying obviously Brown kind of looked more like running back one. Um, mm-hmm. did we, how do you see that going? I think we've kind of touched on that as well. It's just going to be a kind of wait and see thing with, with Cam Akers, how, how quick he can get up to NFL speed, because I think that yeah. was the only thing keeping him back. It was just, you know, maybe not hitting hitting the hole that he had as quick as he, he might do um, in future or would have done at the college level so I think hopefully that was you know a good game to get his get his feet under him and, and we'll see him kind of take more of the, the ball um, for a bit further than he was in, in future I'm, I kind of wonder I'd, I think I'd, I don't know if I'd said this in a podcast or maybe on, on Twitter but I think we'll still see Malcolm Brown at the goal line quite a lot. I think he's going to, if you're a fantasy player, he's going to steal a lot of touchdowns, even when Akers gets a lot more snaps. Um, it's just obviously we saw his power on a couple of runs. You know, there was the, I think it was like a fourth and one, kind of midway through the game, where he, he got hit behind the line and still managed to sneak through for for the first down. So I think he's obviously going to be the a little bit more powerful than Akers, who looks a bit smaller, but. I think that's how we'll see the, the running back um, situation going. Uh, so I've got one from Andy. I think I'll bring this one to you, Chris, first, since you called him a bit of a, a standout. So how happy were you with golf in, in week one? I think it, it was a, a definite confidence booster for me. It, it just felt like he was the plays that were being called for by 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 the, the, the OC or McVeigh, who, who, whoever's obviously then the final pick, but it just felt like they were they're building him because uh, again he, he's obviously played enough games in the league now to, to know what he's doing but those screens and and the short passes were definitely I think of a confidence boost to say look 
we we trust you, we know what you're doing, and and what we've seen from the hard knock situation, it does seem like he's taking a little bit more responsibility on himself now. Um, so I was quite quite impressed by him, and, and the accuracy looks there, and, and and that's from week one. So no, I was very impressed really with he he has his critics, yes, a lot of people unfair unfair critic as we've said, but no, I was I was quite happy with with how he came across and. Yes, there is a blemish on his card because there was an interception, but he was getting smashed in the grid, so that shouldn't have stood. Yeah. Um, kind of one more from Twitter. It's Jay Stodd. Um, again, we've kind of discussed this one. It's just, is Jordan Fuller going to be the breakout star from the rookie class? Um, certainly was the surprise star in week one. Um, Rob, do you think he's going to be now after week one? Obviously, you've got Akers who will hopefully pick up, but I think Fuller's going to be the, the breakout star from the rookie class. It's it's hard to say, isn't it? You know, the, the, there's guys that we're all looking forward to see as the, as the season unfolds. You know, guys like Brian Jefferson, Akers, certainly Fuller, you know, looks to be potentially the breakout star on defence. Um, I'd just like to see a bit more, to be honest, of them and see how, how things kind of transpire. Yeah, um, a couple from, from Facebook as well. We've touched on the, the Cup one um, from Vince in terms of returning punts. Um, certainly not something that I think many of us... It's not that we, you know, I've not got faith in him that he can do a good job. It's just the unnecessary hits. Um, do we know why that is? Why they've chosen to do that? Just obviously don't have much faith in any anybody else. I think it was... I think was it Simba Webster that kind of took over towards the tail end after Natson got injured, and obviously he's I think he's actually went to the Browns, um, Natson. So it's just obviously they've not got a guy that they feel confident with um, taking taking the returns. If he's going to fair catch them all, then fair enough. But yeah, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure there's going to be somebody one week. You know, it's not uncommon in the NFL for you know bounty gates and things like that. I'm sure there's. It's going to be one week where somebody just decides to hit him, even if he's doing a, a fair catch. So, and and that um, could be a a ploy within the NFL, isn't it? Take out their one of their best receivers, bang. Yeah, um, it's you wouldn't put it past some of them anyway. But um, and then final one we've got is from Mark, which Rob briefly touched on, but it's are you confident in the, the new kicker Mr Samuel Sloman so obviously missed the one chip shot early on but you know he hit everything else so uh, Chris what would you think going forward I was what I was impressed with that he, he came back and they didn't look like there was any well I say they didn't look like there was any issue one I think his second kick was quite low uh, and there was a, a, a chance it could have been tipped but apart from that I think he sort of someone's obviously got into his ear and the the others were actually definitely then getting the height to, to get over the top of the of the line so no and again the kids just straight into the NFL you 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 following a kicker that we all trusted were as a bit of a cult hero in, in relation to Greg the leg and he was on the other side of the t- of the pitch so i think that potentially was may have even been in his head to think that the guy I'm actually taking over here is actually stood on the other side of the field, which potentially doesn't happen every day. So I think we'll see him grow into it. They've obviously shown the trust in him to do it. And I think how he came back and, and knocked all the rest over can only be a good thing. Yeah, I think as well. It's obviously the, the scrutiny that he was under. And, you know, as soon as Fendi was on probably any social media, you know, as soon as it was announced that he was going to get the job, it was kind of... You know, there was a bit of shock, shall we say. Um, obviously, we didn't have pre-season to base any of the kickers on, but the numbers that we did see from the reporters who were at the scrimmages and whatever, he was, you know, the lowest accuracy out of them all. Um, apart from, I think he was the best out of the, I think the two kicks at 53 yards. The other two guys hit one out of two, and he hit two out of two. But I think. At the, at every other distance he was like 7 of 13 and the other guys were higher than that so that was obviously all we kind of had to go on which I think was where some of the scrutiny came from so there was a lot of pressure on him um, and the only thing I will say for his miss I mean he absolutely nailed it like, <laughs> rifled it it was just it was <laughs> arrow straight it was just because he was kicking off the left hash it, it's hit the left post but you know I think even before he missed that one he'd already hit the extra point pretty easily 
um, yeah. which was from a bit further back. So you, know, you can put it down to rookie nerves. Luckily, it hasn't cost us on this occasion. Obviously, you'd rather see him hitting especially easy chip shots, but I don't think it's anything necessarily to worry about. But be a bit different this week. Obviously, outdoor conditions. The although the Rams, the SoFi stadiums, you know, half open, half closed in a certain weird way. This one's going to be, you know, no roof or anything. So we'll see them in different conditions this week, which will be interesting. And that is pretty much everything from from the socials. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so final thoughts for me was that it was nice to obviously get football back on. Um, good to obviously start with a W. We've obviously got plenty of football now to come. Good news, obviously, for people obviously here in the UK is that three out of the next four games actually kick off at 6pm in the evening for us, so no late-night games, so we actually get to watch football at a reasonable hour, which helps for us for a change. Um, but no, it, it's, it's good to have football back, good to be able to do it. Good to see that everybody's doing it in a safe safe manner because uh, we're all living in a very different world than we were before. Um, not the same, obviously, without the fans in there in any live sport, but we all know why that is. But, no, good to see it. Rob, what, what's your sort of final say on it? Yeah, I think, as you said, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to get back to it. Um, I think it, it's great that, that, that we're actually looking at potentially, you know, having the, the, the 16 weeks um, where, as, as we spoke about, you know, previously and once uh, previously, you know, that we could have been looking at a shorter season, you know, we're, we're going to get a season at all. So the fact that it's here and it's it's looking exciting already is uh, just such a plus. John? No, just same as you guys. Um, only thing to add is, Obviously, we were we were watching on Sky Sports because where the lab was anyway, because it, it was on there the Rams game last week. But seemed to be some problems with Game Pass, so hopefully that is working for Sunday at six pm because that's where we need to watch it this week. Yeah, definitely that, definitely that. So, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for everybody that is listening again. We appreciate it. Send us your comments, send us your thoughts. We appreciate it all. Uh, we try and make this for well as informative and, and easy to listen to as we can. But all I will say is stay safe, uh, wear your mask, and uh, thank you again for listening this week. Good night from me, Jordan. Yeah, cheers, good night. Rob? Yeah, thanks again for listening, folks. Take care. Take care.